Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, here we are in our Overflow series. I'm really believing as we unpack this right around our church that more and more you're going to understand that the Holy Spirit has appointed you and anointed you for great things. This isn't just a series for our church, I really, though I really do believe as we unpack Isaiah 61, we're going to see a rising tide of the anointing of God's presence of incredible miracles throughout our church. But this is a series that I believe is going to have personal impact in your life, when you're in your career, your family, your identity, your ministry, your each and every day life, called to live appointed and anointed, called to live in overflow. So grab your Bibles, turn to Isaiah 61. It says this, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. You are anointed. You are called. God has a plan and a purpose for you. And he has given you the anointing, the empowerment, the grace needed to fulfill your destiny, not with striving, not with working harder, but with a special supernatural grace and flow today. As we each week have unpacked this series today, we are speaking about the fact that we are called and anointed and anointed with the Spirit to proclaim release from darkness for the prisoners. Release from darkness for the prisoners. You know, as you study this passage, in particular study this verse, it can seem just a very, I guess, simple picture of, oh, look, the prisoners are going to come into the light. But actually, as you dive deeper into the Hebrew, into the context of this, it means something so much more profound and powerful for our lives than just our prisoners are going to get out of prison and they're going to be in the light. You know, the reason this passage is written this way is that it actually goes deeper than just prisoners in prison. The reason it uses the word darkness is it actually speaks to the fact that prisoners are in the darkest dungeon, the most hidden, isolated, darkest depths place, the hardest place, the darkest place, the most barren place, the most forgotten place. And it's from that space, from that place that the prisoners will be set free. And you know when you uh, come out of a, a cinema into the foyer or when you turn the light on at night or some of that, how you go from the darkness into the light, the main difference that happens when you move from dark to light is that you can now see. In this passage, when we are proclaiming darkness for the prisoners, it's not just about, oh, hey, prisoners, you're going to get out of a dark place and into a light place. It's actually saying we are going to, because of the Spirit, actually help people who couldn't see to see. To see people who are blind now have vision. People who are confused to now have clarity in your life, 
If you think of your career, your church, your faith, your family, your identity, whatever it is, if you feel like, hey, I'm in the dark here, I wanna say you are anointed to not just move from dark to light, but literally to go from not being able to see to being able to see powerfully. So today as we unpack this, I really wanna encourage you that this is a message of vision. This is an anointing of people, you and I, and our communities, and our church, our generation, who couldn't see, now seeing. This is a message and an anointing of vision that you're no longer in the dark, but you're now in the light and can see clearly. You can see further. You can see with a sense of faith. You can see everything that God has for you. Now, when I think of this, I take us to 1 Corinthians 2, where it says this, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him, these are the things that God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon us to help people see darkness for the prisoners, uh, dark, from darkness for the prisoners, that they can go from not being able to see to see. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians that even if you can't understand or grasp it or see it in the natural, but the Spirit of God will absolutely give you vision and revelation. So let's unpack this together. Number one is the thought of the fact that it is spiritual. In fact, 1 Corinthians says, hey, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived. You know, you talk to most people about vision or how well can they see, they usually would default to talking about what we see, what we can perceive with our natural senses. But Paul says, look, there is a vision and there is a sight and there is a revelation that surpasses at that times in those dark days, those challenging seasons, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can understand. You can have vision when you can't see, you can actually still see. And that is the fact that we are called and designed to be spiritual people living by faith and revelation. In Joel 2, 28, it says, And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. God pours out His Spirit, and what results is vision. When people were in the dungeons in a dark place, they came into the light. We read in Isaiah 61, from dark to light, not being able to see to being able to see. 1 Corinthians 2.9, when you can't see naturally, confusion, don't understand, I don't get it, says that the Spirit of God will reveal and you will be able to see. Joel 2.28, that God will pour out His Spirit on people, on you and I, and what, what will result? Vision. My prayer is that as we read His Word, as we grab a hold of God, as we open up our hearts, we pray, we worship and understand, Lord, help us, yes, at times to be able to see, but Lord, help us all the time to be able to see. Help us in response to your spirit to have great vision for our lives. Help us to be spiritual people with spiritual vision. You know, if I asked you about your career, or I asked you about your marriage, or I asked you about your kids, or I asked you about your education, 
I think we should be able to actually ask the questions of what do you see? And it should move past what we can naturally see and see with eyes of faith. Yeah, it is a challenge. And this is what I can see in the natural. But I tell you, God's given me a great word and I see with faith what God can do. I see overcoming. I see provision. I see breakthrough. I see God doing miracles. I see with eyes of faith. Why? Not because of the natural, but because of the spiritual. That's the first thing. Number one, when it comes to having vision is remember that there are spiritual things. Number two, there are relational things. We read in 1 Corinthians 2, however, uh, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. Everyone say those. See, this passage, this promise is not for a person, not for a particular group of people, but it is for those who love Him. You know, I want to encourage you and ask you, who are your those? Who are the people? Who is your tribe? Who are the community that you are connected to? You know, one of our core values as a church is belonging. Psalm 68, 6, that God sets the lonely in families. None of us, irrespective of temperament, personality, preference, none of us are called to be in isolation and called to be alone. All of us are at our best and are designed to live in family, we are all designed to have a those. Uh, I don't know about you, my car has little uh, sensor lights on the side mirrors. And the idea being that as I'm driving along, if there is a car in my blind spot, there's a little symbol that lights up on my side mirror that is saying, Phil, even though you can't see it, uh, I, I'm, I can see it. I can sense that it's there. I'm letting you know that there's something in your blind spot. And if you'll listen to my little signal, what I can see, even though you can't see it, we're going to avoid a whole lot of damage. Uh, my car takes it a bit further and gets a bit aggressive by if I start to merge when its little light is going, it starts to beep at me and uh, it actually tries to take control of the wheel and keep me away from it. It's pretty aggressive and I won't lie, it's saved me some time. But in our lives, relationships are like these senses. None of us know everything. All of us have strengths. All of us have weaknesses. All of us have blind spots. When we're by ourselves, we don't know what we don't know. We can get into de deception. We can make mistakes. We can go down roads that we never thought would be trouble, but they are trouble. We can all have blind spots, but if we live God's way and we're all part of a family submitted to, uh, in, in collaboration with, in community with, in family with, really genuinely, vulnerably, authentically linked to other people, when we can't see, they become our senses. They can see things that actually, if we are submitted to those kingdom voices, they actually help prevent damage. Sure, sometimes we can ignore them and those voices ramp up and they sound the alarm and they say, whatever you do, avoid this. I'm so grateful for the people in my life, the family that I'm a part of, the relational things that I have in my life that actually help me prevent getting into damage, making 
dumb calls, making stupid choices. Those friends and family, those relational things that I have in my life, they become the senses and the kingdom protection for my life. If you are uh, isolated, it's never the way God wants you to live. If you are lonely, it's never the way God wants you to live. If you attend church or a connect group or a team and are still though part of a crowd, no genuine authentic connection, it's not the way God wants you to live. I encourage you, urge you, God wants you to be part of family, submitted to people, covered and protected, being discipled, having people that is sharpening your life, having as many voices as possible that are those little senses, voices of wisdom, voices of encouragement, voices of uh, uh, comfort, and yes, sometimes voices of even discipline to help us be everything that God's called us to be and help us to see the way God's called us to see. So number one, uh, spiritual things. Number two, uh, relational things. And number three, uh, faithful things. Now, let's read 1 Corinthians again. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, we get it, can't see in the natural, but the Spirit of God reveals it to us. The things God has prepared for those who love Him, these are the things that God has revealed to us by His Spirit. What are the things? What are the things that He has revealed to us? What are the areas of vision that He gives to us? It's the things that God has prepared. The things of God, the revelation he has for us, God's revelation is always attached to preparation. God's revelation, the things he shares, God's revelation are the things that have been through and going through preparation. Gee, I would love it in life if when it came to the things of God, the promises for my life, the breakthroughs in my life, I would love it if there were shortcuts. I would love it if we could speed this thing up, God, year of growth on every front, living in overflow. Here we are, we're at the end of, you know, second half of the year. It would be fantastic if we could have sorted this at the start. And God says, no, 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 no. My revelation is always attached to things that are going through preparation. God's timing is always perfect. Now in Galatians 6, 9, it says, do not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest. Do not grow weary, don't get tired, don't quit, don't give up, don't get distracted. These are preparation, process words that says, there will always be a season and a time of preparation, so be diligent, do the due process Go through the preparation season and those are the things that I will give you revelation for. You know, there are some people who come to me at times and they have this grand, amazing dream and vision and revelation. And it is, to be honest, out of step with where they're at in their life. And I go, that's amazing. That's brilliant. How good is God that he would give you that dream? Here's the thing. Do today well. Be faithful today, continue to be diligent and consistent and faithful and doing the daily things well. Do preparation well and the preparation will always lead you to the revelation. 
A lot of people sometimes will come wanting, I think, permission to throw out the preparation and go straight to the revelation, misunderstanding that God reveals the prepared things for those who love Him. In your life, Phil, I've got a dream, I've got a promise from God, this in my marriage, this in my money, this in my church, this in my community, this with my kids, this with my future. And I would say, you hold on to that promise. You hold on unswervingly to the hope that you profess because he who promised is faithful. He has given you incredible revelation and dream. Don't you back off from that. But here's the thing, in your revelation, never give up the preparation. Never give up the faithful, diligent, consistent sowing and building because those are the things that God has given to us when it comes to vision. When it comes to seeing clearly, prisoners out of the dungeon, from dark to light, not being able to see to finally being able to see, there are spiritual things, there are revelation things, uh, relational things and there are faithful things. And I encourage every single one of us in our church, you are anointed to commit, to proclaim release from darkness for the prisoners, to be spiritual, relational and faithful that you couldn't see, but now you can see. In your life, if you can't see properly, my prayer today is that you have would have incredible vision spiritually, incredible vision relationally, and incredible vision faithfully. Let me pray for you, Lord, right across our church. I thank you for an incredible rising tide of your anointing, that your anointing helps prisoners who are dark and can't see come into the light and find incredible vision. Lord, I pray for people today who in their career, in their work, in their family, in their faith, in whatever area of life are wrestling and struggling to be able to see, I thank you that they may be spiritual, they may be relational, and they may be faithful. And I thank you that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon them to help them see. That even when we can't see in the natural, we could see in the spiritual. Lord, that we would have people in our lives to help us see clearly, that we would have people in our lives to help us uh, believe big and dream big. And Lord, we wouldn't throw out preparation, but we would understand that it is prepared things that are the things that you are speaking into our spirit. So I speak blessing and favour over each and every person in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, God bless you in this overflow season. Our prayer growth in every front for you, that you are appointed and anointed, living in overflow each and every day. God bless. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.